1: Personal politics are, whatever side of the aisle you find yourself on, you need to know that your vote matters and the outcome of our elections are not maneuvered and manipulated. In Texas, Georgia, and Florida, and 44 other states, there's a radical wing of the Republican Party that is actively dismantling Americans' rights to vote because they don't have the numbers to win otherwise. Without gerrymandering or shutting down hundreds of voting facilities within reach of minorities, and specifically targeting and carving out people of color, they can't win, but this is cheating, and it is not democracy. There's a law in the Senate right now called the For the People Act, and it can reverse these anti-voting laws, and it can stop billionaires from being able to buy our elections. It even says that all voting machines need to be made here in the U.S., but it's going to take a lot of pressure from us to get it to pass. So please go to gen. and my friends at Represent Us can help you call your senator right now. Let the politicians bicker
0: and throw tantrums. Let's just make sure they remember who they work for. Oh man, where to begin? I guess I could begin with, nobody cares what you think, Jennifer Lawrence. You don't know how we live as Americans, and you certainly don't make decisions for us, because if you did, we'd be in an even worse position than we're in right now. Not to mention, I'd like to point out in the video, you must not have done too well in school. Because the bill that is being proposed right now is not a law. In your video, you said there's a law in the Senate right now. Yeah, that's a problem. Because if it was already a law, we wouldn't be having this conversation. The fact of the matter is, it's a bill. It's a proposal. And it hasn't passed yet. And it's going to need at least 60 to pass the Senate. And more than likely, that's not going to happen either. I know that you and your fellow Democrats want to advocate for the federalization of voting laws, which would make it even easier to cheat than it is right now and would ensure that the Democratic Party never loses power again. However, us as Americans, we see what you guys are doing. We are not interested in it. And election laws need to stay right where they're at, state-run, state-by-state, because nobody knows their people and the challenges that they face in an election better than the people that actually live in that state. So, thanks, but no thanks. It's so funny to me how these people, these actors and actresses, come out and advocate for these things that they don't even truly understand. Do you actually think that Jennifer Lawrence even read the entire proposal? I am sure she did not. She hit on some quick points that sound appealing. She checkmarked all the boxes. She threw the racist thing in there. She did everything the Democrats needed her to do so they could pat her on the head and tell her she's a good little stooge and keep doing what they tell her to do. But ultimately, she doesn't understand what's in that bill. I guarantee it. So sit back, live your elite lifestyle, and let the adults handle it. Because the federalization of election laws would end up turning into socialism. Now I know a lot of you advocate for it and you probably think it's a great idea. The problem is that since you're part of the elite class at least for now, when socialism did begin to hit it wouldn't impact you the same way it would impact all of us people down here on the bottom. We would feel the immediate impact of it and we would start the suffering process whereas you people, because you have money, would be able to endure at least a little bit longer so it wouldn't hit you right away. But believe me, that beast comes for all. So eventually it would get to you too. But you're so ignorant that you don't see that, so you go out of your way to advocate for the left, thinking that it's going to be all good for you in the end, when I can guarantee you it will not be. All these people ever do, is try to appeal to your feelings. They don't ever want to argue facts. That's one of the biggest issues that I guess Democrats and Republicans have is that that from a conservative, from a Republican point of view, I'm going to argue facts with you. I, my feelings have no bearing on those conversations. Whereas a liberal or a Democrat want to argue their feelings, which again, have no bearings on the conversation. Facts are facts. Facts are truth. Feelings are are subjective. It's whatever you feel like today. Maybe you're having a good day and you think it's a good idea and then tomorrow you're having a bad day and it's a bad idea. Why? You can't say why. You don't know. Because you just feel that way. Because my feelings are hurt. Or, oh, I'm in a happy mood today. But at the end of the day, your feelings don't mean anything. They're not facts. They're just fiction. They're just how you feel. So, they mean nothing. So, when Jennifer Lawrence tries to appeal to your feelings, it means nothing. All she's doing is routing some people up. But it's not actually facts. She's not giving you the truth. She's just poking at you to upset you. Big surprise from the left. Dennis Prager just put out a video about that, about debating people on fact versus fiction. Um, I want to play you the video. It's a little bit lengthy. It's about three minutes long. Here it is.
2: See, John Oliver doesn't know anything about the Middle East. Nothing. I I am totally convinced of it. And so he knows he would never debate me on the Middle East. And by the way, he's right. A few weeks ago, I did a fireside chat in which I analyzed a video of John Oliver with his anti-Israel diatribe on his show. So I said, why doesn't he debate me? And I said, I would go anywhere. I would pay the expense. He could choose his own moderator, his own city, anything. And of course, I got no responses. I predicted he won't debate me. The reason that I raised the issue is this is a really important avenue to understanding the left. They almost never debate because they cannot live with intellectual opposition left-wing thinking is feelings feelings cannot go up against facts and logic it's all emotion it's all negative often hate-filled emotion the left doesn't debate the left smears if you differ with them you're a racist You are what I called 20 years ago, six herb, sexist, intolerant, xenophobic, homophobic, Islamophobic, racist, bigoted. The list is much longer today, but that was the list 20 years ago. You are all these things. So we don't debate you. We just label you. That that has been done ever since Lenin in the Russian Revolution. That is all they have done. They won't debate us because they can't debate us and deep down they know it so what they do is they talk people into believing why would we would debate racists well i'll tell you one reason to prove that we're racist would that be a great opportunity see john oliver doesn't know anything about the middle east nothing i am i'm totally convinced of it and so he knows he would never debate me on the middle east and by the way he's right when i said he won't debate me i was as sure of that as i was that the sun would rise in the east the next day but you need to know this when they when they have cancel culture it's because they're so afraid that people will become aware of what we have to say whether it's about about ivermectin or whether it is about systemic racism or police brutality or every one of their subjects They know deep down that they don't have an intellectual or moral leg to stand on. And that then, but what they do is they convince themselves not that they're afraid to debate us, but that there's no reason to.
0: And nobody could drive that point home better than Dennis Prager. He said exactly what I said, but much more eloquently than I could say it. And certainly, even myself, (laughs) I wouldn't. Debate Dennis Prager, because I'm sure even me, who I try to absorb as much information and knowledge as I can, I'm sure he would destroy me, because that is a extremely smart man. It has been very busy over the last five days or so, news-wise. Uh, Joe Biden's overseas doing the G7, making us look like a bunch of fools, putting America last and everybody else first. I mean, I even saw a clip where... They were having a discussion at a table and Joe Biden said, hey, did you say her name? And Boris, the way he acted towards Joe Biden was he didn't even look at him. It's like he was shooing him like I already said her name and they all laughed. And then Joe Biden, knowing the joke was on him, just kind of laughed with him, chuckling along, just looked like a complete fool. And that's the tone right now is I'm sure all the world looks at America like we're a bunch of fools right now because that guy's leading the country. So he's embarrassing us during the G7. He's heading over to NATO and he's trying to boost up NATO and saying how great they are and how they were the first ones there after 9-11. And the fact of the matter is the United States, we are NATO. We pay for 80% of NATO. So it might as well just be us. You should be thanking us. We should be thanking ourselves because we finance nearly the whole operation. I mean, only 20% is chipped in from everybody else. We're paying 80% of that bill. But that's a conversation for another day. Uh, The Blaze reported, and this one is just as stupid as it sounds, the Hamas says it highly appreciates Representative Ilhan Omar's remarks condemning the U.S. Israel then rebukes her. Big surprise there. Ilhan Omar, if you listened to my last podcast, she basically called the United States a terrorist organization for the way that they are acting, since they're not doing anything about Israel because of the conflict they were having with the Palestinians. More or less, it's with the Hamas. In the article, it says, Hamas, the Gaza-based terrorist organization that controls the Gaza Strip released a statement Friday thanking Representative Ilhan Omar, Democrat from Minnesota, for defending justice and the rights of the oppressed. What did Omar say? The Minnesota Democrat found herself in hot water this week after she lumped together the United States, Israel, Afghanistan, Hamas, and the Taliban as countries and organizations guilty of committing unthinkable atrocities. She said, We must have the same level of accountability and justice for all victims of crimes against humanity. We have seen unthinkable atrocities committed by the U.S., Hamas, Israel, Afghanistan, and the Taliban. How did the Hamas respond? Hamas, which is officially classified by the U.S. government as a foreign terrorist organization, released a statement Friday both thanking and condemning Omar. Despite approving of Omar's pro Palestinian stance, Hamas rebuked Omar for equating Israel and the US aggression to the resistance of the Palestinian people, suggesting that the Hamas is on the side of good and they should not be conflated with their enemies. Now let me tell you something. If you are being praised by a terrorist organization, you certainly should not be in the House of Representatives. You, you shouldn't be anywhere near Congress. Matter of fact, you should probably not be in the United States. I'm just saying. If terrorists like you, there's obviously a reason why they like you. And I'm sure it's not because you're a good and nice, decent person. I'm sure, more or less, it has something to do with the fact that you two have a common goal in mind. I'm just saying. Another article that came out that is along the same lines A leftist political candidate once threatened to blow up a school bus called children white cowards as they fled. A political candidate in Washington once threatened to blow up a school bus filled with children, and when the students attempted to flee the potentially deadly situation, she called the kids white cowards according to court documents. Ubax Gardiri, again, I'm not good with names, so high potential that got massacred. Uh, is running for the Kings County Council in the Seattle area. Oh, good Lord, Washington to RIP for real. Gardahiri is the director of the Equitable Development Division in Seattle's Office of Planning and Community Development, which works with organizations on anti-displacement efforts in high-displacement risk neighborhoods, with a continued emphasis on serving BIPOC communities that have been targeted by systemic and institutional racism. She labels herself as a community organizer focused on policy and systemic healing. She, who calls herself a Bureau Activist, says she has extensive experience in social justice and transformative practices. She prioritizes working in community development and building an inclusive vision with many of Seattle's BIPOC low-income and working-class communities. Her campaign website states she believes all humans deserve respect, safety, shelter, and economic opportunity. On January 12th, She allegedly boarded a school bus while was transporting children to the Chinook Middle School. She demanded the driver tell his dispatcher that a national security incident was going on, according to a new report from the Post Millennial. Gardhiri, who is a Somali immigrant, began yelling at the children about America's relationship with Somalia, according to police reports. The school bus driver instructed her to exit the vehicle, but she retaliated by saying that she may have a bomb and a gun, court documents say. You need to calm yourself down because I could have a bomb. Look how loose my clothes are, she said, according to an audio recording of the incident described in the court documents. While speaking with the middle school students, the defendant stated that she might have a bomb and might have a gun. The deputy prosecutor wrote to the Kings Court County when the students attempted to escape the back of the bus, she called them cowards and told them they would be responsible if something happens to their classmates. What in the world? There truly is a sickness in the United States right now. When you have people like Omar and this lady, Omar's already in a position of power being a house member and this lady is trying to get elected. I don't know how somebody like that gets elected, but I guess if you live in a blue state, anything's possible. Because somebody that went onto a bus previously threatening to blow it up, I mean, you would think by law would not be able to hold any type of position. At that point, you should be a criminal. You should actually be on a terrorist watch because you've already threatened to blow up a busload of children. And then you call them white cowards when kids do what kids do and they're trying to get away from the situation. Let me tell you something. Being a kid running away from something dangerous is not being a coward. Okay, That's doing the right thing. You're at an age where you can't handle the situation. Physically, mentally, the best thing to do is flee. When you're an adult, even most adults in a situation like that would flee. There are very few people that would engage. Usually those people are military, police officers, or you still do have some real men walking around and real tough women walking around nowadays that will engage. And it's fine. Whatever your choice is at that moment is not a, a right or wrong thing. You're trying to preserve your life. So to call a group of innocent children cowards, especially having to make it a racial thing and say white cowards, shows the kind of person she truly is. I hope... Washington, if you're listening, if you live in that district, if you have any say in that situation, that lady does not need to be elected. She needs to go. I'm sorry. Her and Omar need to hold hands and go together. Go back to Somalia together. Because both of them are insane. Oh, and for my last one. And you know, if she's in the news, I have to say something. It's just stupid. There's something about her that mesmerizes me because she's so stupid. AOC, her auntie came out and crushed her narrative of blaming Trump for Puerto Rico's hurricane relief problems. Now, I said in a podcast, a couple podcasts ago maybe, she's a socialist. She believes in the redistribution of wealth. Well, if grandma's living in the slums without two pennies to rub together, You would think that her owning two different apartments and a Tesla, she should redistribute some of that wealth to grandmama. Well, now auntie came out destroying that stupid story. (laughs) Shocker. A reporter from the Daily Mail recently tracked down the house belonging to AOC's grandmother. And when the reporter approached the house, a person outside the house identified themselves as AOC's auntie. The same person rebuffed AOC's assertion that Trump is at fault for the conditions in Puerto Rico from the daily mail. And when we politely approached a two story flat roofed residence, we were met by a woman who told us emphatically after viewing AOC's tweets, I'm her aunt. We don't speak for the community. The relative who refused to give her name added, we're private people and we don't talk about our family. Ironically for AOC, she's also refused to blame former President Trump for the thousands of Hurricane Maria victims being unable to get money to repair their shattered homes. In fact, Washington delivered relief aid and the aunt explained, but it never reached the people who desperately needed it. It's a problem here in Puerto Rico with the administration and the distribution of help. It is not a problem with Washington. We had the assistance and it didn't get to the people, her aunt said. Gee, shocker. I wonder why. Is it because of a corrupt government, which we all knew, at least on the conservative side, when the news was going, we were all hearing about how they weren't spending the money correctly and it wasn't making it to the people. But AOC... She must love Trump. The media, they all must love Trump. They just can't let him go. They got to blame him for everything. So naturally, her first response is saying that, look what Trump did to my poor grandmother. Again, she didn't do anything to help her out. If your grandmother lived like that, why don't you go over there, get, bring her some cash, help her out. Or why don't you why don't you bring her over to the United States? Why don't you have her stay with you or stay in one of your nice little apartments over there? Oh, no, because you're probably a real selfish person. So assuming that you really don't care that much about your grandmother since you absolutely did nothing to lift a finger to help her out, all you did was use her to try to push your narrative against Trump. What a really wonderful granddaughter you must be, you moron. You are just dumb. Well, that's all I have for today. Uh, If you'd like to see, I got a new video posted on Rumble. You can check me out. Go under Channels, Little Joe's Conservative Corner. If you're having problems finding it, uh, I don't know. I've been trying to fix that issue. I don't see where I can fix that on Rumble. I'm trying to contact them currently to see why it's not popping up. But I found that if you search and you don't put any spaces, apostrophes, anything, you just literally put Little Joe's Conservative Corner, generally you can get there. And you can check out one of my new videos as well. If you'd like to follow me on Twitter, at LJCONSERCRN, Parlor at Joe Little, Gab Little Joe's Corner, and Cloud Hub Little Joe's CC. Otherwise, God bless. Have a great Tuesday.